I've seen frowns and they've been through stress I've seen life's let downs and they hit you, yes I've seen faces full of makeup, never make up And hearts that will build love just to break up I've seen that chess game, a checkmate, lost your king Can't strike like when people start to dance and sing So we find escapes, try to leave the place Because it's better behind than right in your face And so we drown ourselves with the songs from the clouds In hopes that their success will make us feel proud Then we talk about the others too loud Cause we all different but the competition is how The brand of my shoe, the color of my skin The texture of my hair, or what I think is in Oh man, here we go again Imagine our lives if we love it from within. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Adulting and Riddle podcast. This is our fourth episode and we're glad that you came back again. I am still with my co-host, Khudisho. Hey, Khudisho. Hi guys. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you, man? I'm great, man. I'm awesome. I'm fantastic. I'm everything. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so today we have a very special guest. Our first guest for the podcast. The first of many. Oh, oh. And, yes. <laughs> and we had to come out with the big guns for the first guest. <laughs> um, so it's she's a podcaster. Proud. She's a fellow podcaster. She, had, she has a podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you find the Adulting on Real podcast, she's there. Uh, the name of the podcast is the Refocus Podcast. She runs a virtual book club called the Refocused Book Club. She's a tutor and she travels a lot. She's currently based in Germany, but she's originally from Nigeria. She's lived in South Africa. She's lived in Italy. You know, she's done everything. She's basically superwoman. <laughs> There's nothing she hasn't done. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Cuckoo. Welcome, Cuckoo. Welcome. Thank you so much um, for having me. Wow, what, what an introduction. I'm a very humble person, guys. He's just bluffing, okay? <laughs> a simple village girl. That's who I am. But it is such an honor to have you guys on um, you guys are doing such an amazing thing and I really, really love your podcast because it is so relatable. Um, I feel we're, like we are all trying to figure this whole adulting thing out and it's definitely a valuable resource. So to have me on as a guest is, is definitely an honor. Thank you guys so much. The first Alan. guest, by the way. You're the first guest. <laughs> Ooh. You're, you're setting the tune for the rest of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Michelle Obama next, guys. <laughs> yeah, from here we should only go high here, without a doubt. Yeah. So, how are you doing, Cuckoo? How has twenty twenty been treating you with all its issues and you know everything that's been going on? <laughs> um, I've been good. Right now, I am. I'm very good. Um, meaning I'm in a very healthy space, um, spiritually, financially, mentally, um, because I don't like it when people ask, how are you? And you just say, I'm good, or I'm fine, or I'm all mm, right. Like, the generic that's answer. answer. Yeah, mm. I am very well. I am healthy. I'm content. I'm grateful. I'm doing good. 
um, 2020 has been, <laughs> wow, like everything, the year started off on a very, um, on a very good start. No, I'm lying. Mm. It started off on a very depressing note, actually. Um, mm. Then things sort of got good and because I was, I was really struggling. Moving to Germany, I think, was the hardest move ever. Um, and I just remember being so sad <laughs> when I was coming back um, after spending Christmas with my family in London. I, I was so sad. And I remember God clearly just said, no one except yourself is going to ruin Germany for you. And oh, I said, you know what? Sure. No one and nothing is going to ruin Germany for me. So I came as much as I didn't fit in. I didn't belong. Like mm. I was determined to enjoy the experience. And it's so crazy when my exchange was finishing, I was like, I'm so excited to go back to Italy. They closed the borders. The country <laughs> that stole my heart, they closed the borders because Corona yeah. happened. And guys, this, so, this, so where in the world are you right now? Tragic. I'm now, now, right now, in real time, yes. I am in Heidelberg, Germany. I am in Germany Oh, so, so you're not on a jet, jetting off to somewhere else? Somewhere else, you know, we can't keep maybe, up with you. Maybe, yeah, maybe soon, yeah, maybe soon, because I, I really have, okay, to be honest, let me just set the records um, clear before people come at me. I'm not <laughs> trying to travel during a pandemic and spread corona. Mm. Most of the traveling I've done was essential. I am a foreigner. I have to be documented. I have to get my papers in order so I don't get into problems with immigration. So that's why I've been like up and down and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that's the purpose. I mean, last summer it was nice. It was fun. I was traveling because it was, it was, it was lovely to see other places, but right now, no. So Corona was a lot, but Right now, I'm in a much better space because I don't know why. I just thought I could do everything. I, I don't know. I, I burned out way too many times. And doesn't, doesn't general, everyone try to, though? Yeah. I feel like everybody tries to, but I feel like the people who are wise know their limits. Mm, mm, sure. You know, oh, yeah. What battles they should fight, how much they should stretch your, themselves. Because yeah. I think it's something we often take for granted. And you're like, oh, I can do it all. I can do it all. And, and you actually yeah. can't. You can't now, you know. Mm. You have to exactly. really sit down and study yourself. Yeah. And mm. I feel like we should stop. The, you, this whole narrative where people say you would only know how strong you are when you push yourself, when you, when you know how much mm. you can Nah, it's not, I think it's not wise because you yeah, can yeah. break beyond repair because sure. you're pushing to see how sure. far you can go. So I'm definitely not a big fan of that. I had several um, anxiety, whether attacks or, I don't know, 2020 was a lot, but <laughs> right now we're good. So yeah, that was a lengthy introduction. Yeah, you're already <laughs> dropping gems. But we already learned a lot, yeah. yeah. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't yeah. even introduced the topic of, of, of this episode. Exactly. Yeah, guys, so that was our episode. Thank you for joining the adulting. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, so since we have Cuckoo today, we decided to talk and just go back maybe three or four years into all our lives and just reflect on how things changed for us when we became independent and 
everything that came with it, the roller coaster, you know, of emotions yeah. and everything, you know. So today we're going to be talking about independence and how it was for us to to readjust to to everything basically. Mm-hmm. So Hudi, would you like to tell us what your experience of being independent felt like at first? Yeah, just as you said, for me, it was like a good three, four years ago mm-hmm. when I got to varsity. Yeah. For some people, maybe it can be like earlier or so mm-hmm. in other cases. But for me, it was when I got to varsity, I won't even lie. I couldn't wait <laughs> to get out of the house. <laughs> I had, I was looking forward to it for a really, really long time because I just wanted to know how it feels to just be on my own without like, Easily, like obviously I would I'd still depended upon my parents for a lot of stuff but then I just really wanted to know how it feels to be on my own and so baby there's this uh, a drama I'm born isn't like when my parents don't see me for <laughs> some people it's obviously an excuse to just do the worst of things but then yeah. I just wanted to know how it feels like I, they taught me how to fly but now it was time for me to fly on my own Mm. I was really excited for it. I was also really lucky that by the, at the varsity that I went to, pretty much the friends that I had there were the people I knew for almost half of my life. So that worked very well for me. It wasn't yeah. like a huge readjustment where I'm like, now step one. Now, if, if I did step one, I had like five other people to do it with me mm. that I already knew. So for me, I was super, super like fortunate in that place. How about you, Adler? Um, for me, I guess it started in like tenth grade because I was like shipped <laughs> off to boarding school, and like I was okay. just basically kicked out <laughs> of the house. Um, but I think in independence in its fullest form, I only experienced when I went to varsity, and mm. I guess it was a roller coaster for like a lot of people. And and for me and for myself included, at first you know it's tricky because you're readjusting to everything, to all the responsibility, and everything else. But I'd like to think I've adjusted after like four years. I don't know. I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> I'm still yeah. trying to figure it out. But yeah. yeah, for me, for me, it it, it was scary at first. I I, I won't lie, mm. it was scary, but. <laughs> But but now it's 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 working out for the better. Mm. And what about you, our guest, our very special guest, our <laughs> superwoman? <laughs> Please, <laughs> this is fine. Um, I think I share both of your stories in the fact that you know with what Kudisha said, she was super excited. It's like oh my god! I think that's how I felt as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I hated my family, I just wanted, you know, I was that, I was that child that wanted my room in a separate house. Like I, I just, <laughs> no just love, I think, you know, I've just wanted to be, or maybe it's because my parents had too many kids. I don't know, but I just, girl, I just wanted to. And I also like, I feel like I see myself in Atlas story as well, because I was also sent to boarding school at nine and I mm. I couldn't wait. I had my stuff. I think I've just always loved just being 
independent just i don't know maybe I, maybe i was rushing to to grow up i don't know what it was but i think in those two scenarios like i really really share that um but like he said true independence for me i think um of course i think varsity there was a much higher level of independence and then i think um because i had to now leave my country so it's not a thing of okay boarding school mm currency you want in three months you're home three times a year no but this was a completely different situation going home once in two years you know sure. seeing your family mm. once in and then i think the highest level of independence was definitely financially where mm. i called my thoughts you know i took my flights i go wherever i want to i do what i want to do basically if i want to get <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna get it i'm not going to ask you because you're not paying my bills so i think yep it's been um that's that was very proud i take it back and you talk about you talk about leaving your home country to go to a different country what was that yeah. like because i i think <laughs> i don't think it was easy it must have it been was, difficult yeah yeah i think for me personally and i and i say this a lot mm-hmm. anywhere you go in this world if you don't find nigerians you sh- it's not habitable basically tra- <laughs> How so? i'm telling you we travel a lot not because it's our culture i feel like and i'm really taking this uh, i'm stealing this quote somebody said the zimbabwean dream is to leave zimbabwe the nigerian dream is to leave nigeria because you always thought there's better out there sure. there's more opportunities you'll be seen you see in south africa when I came to York, I always say South Africa is not Africa, Africa. Y'all don't know the real thing. <laughs> they tell you electricity. They, I mean, like, it's super developed. Sure. And I've been to a couple of African countries and I say you guys are at the top. I feel like South Africa is even more developed than some impoverished countries in Europe. That's how developed South Africa is. So I didn't leave because, oh, wow. I left because that's the culture. When you're growing up as a Nigerian, you have to be in boarding school. You have to travel abroad for your studies. Mm. So it's either US, it's UK. It's um, few people come to South Africa to study per se. Um, I mean, few as in compared to how much people leave to other parts of Europe. But mm-hmm. I, I wanted it. I wanted it because, um, of course, I had wanted to leave home more than anything. And mm-hmm. I remember doing literally 80% of my travel documents myself because I don't know why my parents just didn't take responsibility, but I was like, I'm leaving. And of course, there was, you know, like, for, uh, for, uh, there, was a, there was a battle, I will not lie. It was a mm-hmm. really big battle because my dad did not like um, the idea of me going to South Africa specifically mm. he thought it was unsafe. He kept saying, all oh, his kids are not going to do their first degrees abroad. I'm like, nah, not in this country. I'm leaving. You're packing and- your bags and you're gone. <laughs> Already yeah. up the door. Yeah, so he gave me his blessings and I left. And I left and I was happy to leave. I was, I, I wouldn't say, oh, like, I was like crying at the airport. No, I was like, bye. Bye. I was really excited to leave, honestly. And like, I I need to say this all the time because I feel like a lot of South Africans think I'm from a very bad home. I love my family. I just like being alone. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but I think that's sort of my experience leaving. Is there anything I left out? 
No, but I, I wonder, I want to know for you, what's the one thing you thought you knew? Because you're like, you're super excited. You're like, I'm leaving. Like, mm-hmm. I'm finally going to be alone in a different country. Because even for me, like the smallest thing that I thought I knew when I moved out of my parents' house to go to varsity, what I thought I knew was that I could cook. And <laughs> I can't cook. When I, I remember, I have a friend of mine who still thinks I can't cook. They never want me to cook for them till this day. And it's been three years. So that's how bad it was for me. But what's the one thing you thought you knew? But then turns out maybe you don't know how you thought you did. I think the one thing I really thought I knew was, I think I thought too highly in myself to be able to just get into South Africa and settle. Sure. I thought, again, hmm. it's Africa. Do you understand what I mean? Mm. But then I no, it's 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 not Africa, Africa. You get like it's Africa-ish, you know. <laughs> and this is not to say South Africa is not African enough. I'm just saying this because South Africa is like the Switzerland of Africa. Okay, it's the place everybody wants to be. Um, it's really beautiful, really developed. Um, you guys have got a lot of stuff working and running for you guys. But back to the question, I thought I was going to be accepted i thought i wouldn't I, i'm like i'm funny i'm cute everybody loves me i thought that would happen and guys it didn't sure. i thought i wouldn't miss home but there was times i was so overwhelmed and i just cried i thought i could manage money guys best believe i Yo. Yo. yeah the money I, thing hey? <laughs> i spent my school fees on the latest iPhone. Who does that? No <laughs> ways. Guys, I, I don't know how I'm still part of my family and how I'm not disowned, but I think those are the three things. I thought I had the emotional maturity and intelligence oh. to settle mm. in a place, in a culture, to be accepted, to be loved. I thought I was financially responsible. Apparently, I was not. I thought I was mature, and actually, I wasn't. You know. And so, and how and how old were you? I was fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, oh. I was fifteen. Wow. I was sixteen when I came, two thousand and fourteen. Sure. Yeah. It was very young, hey. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. I, I don't. I still can't, can't believe my parents did that. Like they really, in their right <laughs> mind, let me go. But anyways, it's cool. Yeah. But you turned out just fine anyway. I mean, <laughs> look at all that you have going so far. Yeah, I God guess you. I guess I guess they also knew, okay, you know what, we, we can bet on this one, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust me. And you and, and you talked about money. I think the money chat is very <laughs> serious for everyone. I don't think anyone came to varsity and you know they were saving <laughs> and investing and you know. I don't think I know anyone. I'm embarrassed who... to think of my experience, even when it came to money. It's really sad. Sure, I, my my experience also is also sad. Hey, so when okay. I first got to varsity, my first month I spent I think most of my allowance on shoes. I bought <laughs> out on shoes. I don't know what I was thinking, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like then it it just like led to a roller coaster, and you know basically a domino effect of bad money experiences where I wasn't spending money properly. And I think it's a lot of people, hey? I don't know a lot of people who came to varsity. And still today, still today, still now, still after varsity, are still in this mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's because not a lot of us were raised to 
think about money as something that should help us, but more yeah. of um you know we were, we were taught, is exactly exactly we were, we were taught to to just spend it. We were never really shown how to save, how to invest, mm-hmm. like how you know a lot of white kids around the world are taught, I guess. Definitely. Mm. And because I think even like for me, I realized I've started knowing better about money <laughs> only last year. I started like it's only through the previous year where I can actually look back and I can see that this is what my money has done. This mm. is what I've invested in so far. Mm. This is how much I have saved so far that I can still use for this. It's it's something that's not easy to grasp, but then be, like being willing to learn about these things because I remember I would joke around with my friends. I'm like, I think I'd probably rather starve, but at least get clothes. Say hunger is temporary, but drip is forever. Drip is forever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was me when I got to varsity. I'm like, yo, I'd probably like when I'm grocery shopping. I'd be like, okay, this is only like the small portion of this, but then yo, those shoes I saw. I'm definitely going to get them. And then I'd be like, but I know how I'll survive for the rest of the month with my food. If I have to eat noodles, it's okay. I don't it's mind worth it. that. It's worth it. It's <laughs> worth it. I look good doing it. So, you know, it is what it is. That's just how it was for me. But the one thing that I also struggled like with being like super responsible with was my studies. When it came to studying and managing my time that's the other thing that i struggled with which fortunately when even till this day i don't even want to lie it's something i still struggle with i can't just like manage my time properly how did that work out for you guys um so in nigeria um (laughs) when it comes to studying like that is the goal. I think with me, what kept me grounded, my mom used to say this a lot. She always say, remember where you're coming from. Oh. Now I could mess everything around, but I could not mess school up. So at the end of the day, that's why I was there. Whether, and, and guys, best believe I didn't like what I was studying. I reached, I, and pretty sure you know my story with vets and medicine and all of that. Yeah. But then I couldn't have the luxury to fail. I did not have the luxury to not prioritize school. It's like, that is the goal. Finished. Period. Mm. You have one job. You go in there, you get that degree, you come out. That's all we're asking for, you know? Sure. So mm. not, it's also not a thing where my parents wanted the degree for themselves. It's because they had shown us real life examples of people who had neglected their education. And now sure. people, changed things have changed because we grew up thinking this was the key i will never forget i was on south africa, south africa twitter is the place to be wherever you're listening to this podcast <laughs> like that is the place to be because somebody said they told us education was the key when we figured it out they changed the locks people are saying welcome back to my channel and they are cashing out okay yeah. degrees more than a thermometer and what are you doing scraps what are you getting scraps what am i saying that's just i'm just saying now for now things have changed but when i was growing up education was a given 
it, it was the one thing that you just couldn't mess up, you know? So whatever I was, whatever I was doing, that's just something I couldn't lose sight of. It literally was my purpose of being there, mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. And was, I think that's the one, one part in my life I was super responsible about. But you know what? Let me not take so much credit uh, because I still feel like I didn't give my all because I felt like I didn't like what I was doing. Um, but I was somebody who I knew how to crash study. I knew how to memorize. And I was, I just, I didn't struggle with the content because some people mm. put in the work, but don't get the gist. Yeah. So it's true. It's just that gap that you, you, you can't bridge and you blame yourself and you think you're serious. But you see, when I pick up a book to study, I actually am interested in what I'm reading. I mm. want to know why. So it's just, it was easier for me to grasp things. I wouldn't say I was a genius, um, but I would say those two things. The, 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 my family really just inculcated that this is it. This is the goal. This is it, you know? Sure. And mm. me having that, me not struggling with the content. I don't know how I would have turned out if I had studied accounting. I don't know how I would have <laughs> turned out if I had studied psychology or law. Um, but I did biomedicine and I, and I got the gist. And it was easy to 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 grasp. So mm. even if I'm putting in one hour, another person is putting in thirty. I was able to show up and still bring a hundred, because I I I, I knew it. I I loved it. Do you get? Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I think that was it. Um, for me, school wise, financially. <laughs> How you bought an iPhone with your school fees? That yeah. unacceptable. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. Hey? <laughs> tell you guys that story and and the lies but you know one thing i struggled with that i only realized when i got here i feel like nigerians and honestly speaking this is not before people come at me again but i'm just going to speak (laughs) with my chest okay nigerians and a whole lot of other african countries we have a very wasteful culture sure I Hmm. i remember visiting a friend if you see their house, <laughs> the cars, but this person didn't have groceries and they would come at me for spending 2.5 at pick and pay. I'm like, listen, there's no. two things I can't do in this country. I need to have a place to sleep and I need food in my stomach. So don't come at me mm. for how much I'm spending on groceries because I need to eat. What am I saying here is that when I moved to Europe two years ago, I realized people are so simple. They're not trying to prove any point. Mm. I have a professor who's been in Cambridge, Harvard. She rides a bicycle and she doesn't, she stays in a flat. So now I'm not saying, okay, let us all go live in dumpsters. But there's a lot of Mm. things we purchase that we don't need. Sure. Look at myself and my whole mind, everything changed because I look at people who are richer than me, wealthier, whose parents are, I don't know, working. You can count how many clothes they have. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. now, how do you see that those people have money? They are well-traveled. They are very Mm well-exposed. They are very rich. They've stocked up wealth for generations to come. Their children may decide to be plumbers and they will not run out of money. Mm, but you mm. see, yeah. with us, I, I, I think with me, I was young. I don't know who I was trying to impress with all those clothes and all those shoes. But I think it all came from a place where my identity was lost. And I think so many mm. people 
still struggle with that financially because yeah. trying yeah. to live a life that's not yours. Somebody once said, don't cut your coat according to your size. Cut your coat according to who you are as a person. You mm. see the life yeah. that I've chosen, whether I'm a billionaire tomorrow or a peasant, it will be standard because this is the life that I've chosen to live. And this is how mm. I'm willing to. I've told people that if I'm going to be settled in Europe, I'm not going to buy a car till I have a child. I will drive my bicycle or ride it. I don't know. Because I just feel like it's easy to be here because people, there's no pressure. I can have a pair of jeans and that's okay. I don't need wigs because when I wear wigs, they ask me stupid questions, you know? (laughs) I wear heavy makeup because they stare, you know? So I, and but one thing is, I love that they are not wasteful and they are Mm. so savvy and they're not afraid to say, I don't have, oh God. I wish I had told people that, like, I really don't have, I don't have. Mm. You know, but then I was always like, no, it's fine. We can do like here. We go out together. Everybody's gonna take their own bail. Nothing like friend. I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know. Mm. So um, I think with financially, uh, I think my whole financial whatever, like uh, management, financial, I don't know, independence, maturity, everything changed when I got here. I just realized it was easier to save. It was easier to do and get a lot of things done because people live mm. very simple lives. I'm not yeah. going to buy a Benz. And now I'm, I'm in Germany, okay? When you go to Frankfurt, every single person, you're like, these people have money, but they don't, the cars are just really cheap here. That's all. Because they make the cars. The taxis mm. are Mercedes, you know, basically. And oh, I could okay. like, oh, I want a car, but I don't need one. But you see, I feel like I would have been in a completely different mind space if I was still living in Africa because now, don't get me wrong, cars are useful, but I feel like this wasteful culture has to go for you to truly be financially responsible. Yeah, you have to realize yeah. that money is, is really just a tool, you know, and investing in what matter. I'm talking too much, guys. You know what? Please. Let's oh, no, and oh, I'm oh. listening so well and I'm... I'm thinking of my experience of what you're saying. I'm like, when I learned to be independent, when now I was like in total control of like my finances, if I knew what you're saying now, I'd probably be really far because I realized that for some people, they go overboard and over what they have already, just trying to impress people, especially Mm -hmm. now, maybe for some people who are in a new space and they just try to make friends and unfortunately for some people the only way that they try to prove themselves is with their money Mm. without realizing that in some cases they're actually overextending themselves and they're just gonna be in a position where they can't even like you know turn back to now they have to do things that they probably had never even planned to do in the first place so the finances thing is like really really important like whether now even now when maybe i'm Still trying to figure my way out and i will know that this will still be like a better way for me to do things definitely mm-hmm. and i and think the last thing i wanted to say is to also be conscious about somewhat little expen- expenses so you just need to buy chicken licking seven times for you to spend a hundred grand <laughs> you understand what i mean so yeah. i realized mm-hmm. sometimes what cost holes in my account and just made me broke with the little things. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm just going to buy ice cream. I'm just, it's just a little, those things, just please multiply them. They, they, it's going to be 200 right. euros before you could say anything. So mm. be 
make big I, I remember learning this from a friend of mine she's told me like it's okay to buy expensive things that will serve you because sometimes we think oh let's cut corners you know i mean if i can just buy this second hand if i can just and then you the, the headache it gives you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i think be very intentional about big expenses because you know okay i'm not just buying this i'm buying peace this will serve me it will last i looked at myself yeah. i had the opportunity to get the nikes i wanted but i was like nah 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 nah, nah. i'm so underwhelmed and guess who <laughs> go by nonsense so now mm-hmm. i'm looking back and i'm like all these little shoes now i have to sell them and go buy so i can have one pair of shoes that i'm gonna wear for two years come and beat me sure. i don't care you know <laughs> but that's just it that's just it so be, yeah, yeah uh, sorry i'm talking too much yeah and 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 on this topic of of money we talk about how you know our parents never really taught us how to spend money properly and mm. Sometimes we might also blame them for that. We blame them for, you know, not being financially savvy. But I think we also forget that they come from a time where they were deprived of all these things. And, and suddenly they were made available to them. No one taught them about money. I don't think, I don't even think financial, financial literacy was a, was Dude. a priority for them. Hey, Dude, and when I yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No problem, no problem. There was a course on salary negotiation. Mm. So this is what they teach these people. What? There no way. Full-blown course. Sure. And I was like, wait. So we can actually negotiate. And this is entry level. This is oh. it's not like, oh, that they are now board of directors or something. But just mm. yeah, going to what you said about this being a race thing, this being a generation thing, mm. you know, not mm. really. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I just wow. Really- That's so hectic. That it's is actually so hectic. really interesting because we hardly have that here. And for unfortunately, some people only have to experience these things before understanding that this what this is what can be done. Mm. When as we actually also do have the opportunity to learn these things before we go through them. Because what you're saying now about like negotiating salaries, I didn't know it until somebody mentioned it. And I think it's only one person. And then now you you're talking about how like there's even a whole module. These are things that they're busy here just mm-hmm. telling us how to get jobs. That's the bare minimum, how to just be employed when you can actually just get more, you know, but mm. as well. It's really important. Yeah. And I but think hey, we're, we're learning. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is what the, this podcast is for, by the way. We're going to be yeah, talking yeah. about all these things. So We're unriddling them. <laughs> yeah, we're unriddling everything. There's nothing we're not going into. And, and I think just one, one last thing is also yeah. teaching us the value of money. Sure. Then mm. different <laughs> when you know the work that has gone into the money. If you don't make yeah. 10 cents a day, why do you think you can wake up and spend 50 rand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sure. spend at such a fast rate than you're earning because you just don't understand Ew. You don't understand money. And honestly, if we can get this right young, we will not struggle. I'm thinking of retiring early. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not thinking of stretching and walking till I'm 60. Nah. 
but I need mm. to know how to keep this boat moving, mm. rocking, you know, sure. not just working because I have to survive. I need bread. I need, I, I don't know, this mm. life. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about <laughs> on being black some other day. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if, if someone were to ask you, what would you tell the younger version of yourself about independence? What's the one thing you'd say, hey, watch out for this, or hey, take note of this? What would it be? Don't hurry to be independent. My race. Um, don't overestimate what you know. Sure. Uh, because, I mean, when you're doing that, you're probably really empty. And I think one of the most important things about being an independent and it's so cliche is be yourself. Mm. Don't try hard to impress or because to, to get, you can't be, you can't say you're independent, but you're dependent on other people's opinions. Yeah. Watch you your quotes according to you. Who are you as a person? What is the life that you want to carve out for yourself? And it's not a race, honey. Take your time. People may be independent in five years. You may take ten, but then you remain independent for the rest of your life. Yeah. You don't now rely on the wow. government for aids and support. So I think that's mm. just what I'm going to say. And and yeah, stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hudi? So for me, what I would tell my younger self about independence is to be patient with yourself and that as long as there's a goal in mind and you are actively working towards it, no matter how long it takes, as long as you are still believing in what you're working towards, just be patient with yourself and that try not to overwhelm yourself, trying to make sure that you have everything in order. Everything mm. has its own time. And one step at a time, focus on one small thing, you deal with that, and then the next goal after the other. Because sometimes, you know, we can put so much pressure on ourselves to make sure that we have something to show for for how far we've come, maybe at a certain point. But that's what I just tell my younger self, that be patient with yourself and don't overwhelm yourself. What sure. would you tell sure. your younger self about that? Uh, I guess, I guess for myself, um just to to ask for help i think that's my that had been my biggest problem i did not ask for help when i came to varsity Mm. from the people who mattered the most because i thought that i knew everything i thought i could figure everything out so i think my biggest lesson to my younger self would be to ask for help yeah yeah sure that's just oh, that's actually really important. Eh? Yeah. yeah, we just forgot. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, right? I, I think a lot of us come here and like we're thrown into the deep water and we feel like, you know, you need to fend for yourself. But yeah. when in reality, there's so many people who are willing to to support you and help you and, you know, who have been on this journey before you. Because mm. it's nothing new to, 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 to people who are older than us. And yeah, I think it's important to to learn to ask for help. I'm still dealing with that actually. I think that's also one of my biggest problems in independence that I'm not willing to ask for help when I need to be asking for help. Hmm. Yeah, that's a whole podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Y'all should write it down. That's a whole topic. Yeah. yeah. Look forward to that episode, guys. Yeah. And the one thing I also just want to ask Kuku, what advice would you give someone who would decide that they want to work abroad or they want to study abroad? What is the one thing that you could be like, or even if it's not one or multiple stuff, that you could be like, these are the stuff that you should be most aware of? Um, <laughs> I think when you're moving abroad, one thing I, I didn't know, so like, I, oh, I, I, maybe I'm making so many references to Nigeria, but there's this thing where we say in Europe, the pastures are greener, but mm. I don't think they are actually green. Now, don't get me wrong, there's opportunities and stuff like that, but one thing that I feel like I realized was how in some spaces there's just no representation. When so, I moved Italy, I was the only black girl doing my master's. I was the only black person, not, not, not black girl. I was the only black person in my residence. When I washed wow. my hair and I couldn't find my Afro comb, I almost ran mad because there was nothing yeah. to do. Um, so I think, and I would, people would stare at me till food will, food will fall from their mouth. So this is not a podcast on racism, but I feel like most times when you, think of moving abroad you neglect how you're going to be able to settle in you neglect community and i just like this is i feel like community is high for my next move community is higher on my list than the pay Mm. i don't care if you give me ten thousand euros and ask me to go to some i don't know place that i will run mad do you know that when i i lived in italy for a year and i went to london to to visit that was the first time in a year I had seen that many black people in one space. I was crazy. Wow. I was smiling at everybody. I wanted to be like, hey, I'm back to, I love you. I, 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 I was smiling. I couldn't, I could not understand because I feel like this is something I often neglected. When I was in Nigeria, we all them black, okay? We don't have anything like mixed race. Ha, ha, no. I moved mm-hmm. to South Africa. I was still in very black spaces. Yeah. When I moved, sure. <laughs> like, well, so that's the first thing. If you don't have the gut, I know of people who were like, you know, it's all good, but I'm not gonna die here. Some people get very depressed as well because mm. you just they remind you that you don't belong here. And oh. if you have a thick skin to say, no, I'm smart, I belong mm. here, I'm capable, because they begin to treat you differently when they know, oh, you're smart. Oh, you're well-spoken. Oh, wow. Oh, people, people like this in Africa exist. So I think it's something I didn't know. I didn't wow. heard it. And people will say such dumb things like, you're light-skinned. Come on, you're almost white. And I'm like, wow. Written here, I am, sure. very, I am very black when I'm put on that scale compared with them. My color doesn't mm. save me. You know? So I think mm. that's something that people should definitely consider community. You know, mm. uh, you know, do you want to be in such a space? Do you want to have children where your child is the only black child in the in the nursery? Like, what kind of life do you want for yourself? So I'm looking for a lot of like color wherever I'm going next. Okay, 
Um, <laughs> I'm definitely looking for a lot of a lot of that. I want to see, like when I went to France, there was a black police officer. I clapped when I saw him because <laughs> I was like, "Wow, we are actually in control," you know. So mm-hmm. I, I I love I love spaces like that in Europe that are very diverse, um, that are very diverse and very multicultural. So one thing I I really tell people to do is yeah. Community is very important. Train yourself. It's going to be tough. Second, um, the second most important thing is look, if you're coming from Africa, look for scholarships. I think that's the one beautiful thing about being African is because then they say, oh, you're from third world and they give you a lot of benefit. It's nice to be African here, okay? You get lots, All of, right. benefits, you get lots of goodies. But when you're done with your education, that's when you begin to feel the heat and you're like, dang, I'm actually a foreigner. Um, mm. How am I going to get into this space? So I think those were the two biggest lessons. Like the lack of community drove me to depression. I was talking to walls <laughs> and I was like, I'm cute. No. People are going to like me, but they didn't, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, when I would sit down, there'll be four rows, and then people will start sitting. That's how bad it was. Um, it, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. So, preferably go to cities and and in countries that are very diverse, very culture, like just yeah, it'll be mm, easier. Inclusive, for inclusive okay. countries. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because for some other of these countries. Um, or rather states in these countries or cities in these countries. Um, I'm just going to say this. Some places are whiter than others and some are not, you know. Mm. Um, so I think community is very big. And number two, ask questions, look for scholarship, ask for help. Um, but outside that, I think it's, I would advise everyone to try it. It's, it's, it's very enlightening to see how the world, the first world in quote functions. And it just mm-hmm. makes you look back and say, and just ask questions like where, where you got it wrong as a Nigerian, where Nigeria got it, where Africa got it wrong. You just ask, you ask this kind mm-hmm. of questions because um, people are, people's lives are valued here. Sure. People okay. You know, people are looked after just being German. The government pays you. They look after you. They care for you if you're disabled, if you're... So, and then coming in my country, there's no even toilet for for somebody with a wheelchair. You know, Mm. if you're not rich, you're, you're, I don't know, you're dirt, you're nothing, you know? But here, you you matter. You are seen, you are valued. I mean, I'm talking about... (laughs) I'm talking about like if you if you're a citizen, of course. Here, um, yeah. If you're a foreigner, you may get great benefits, but yeah, just community. I think is the most important thing. Yeah, but anyways, I'm talking too okay. much. I feel so bad. We're learning. We were also just you know taking in this information. You know? This is a sign that you need to come back for another episode, Cuckoo. Yeah, without a doubt, it will be, it will be definitely an an honor, and it will be so great to have you you guys on my podcast as well. Whenever you guys are free, you guys should hit me up um, yeah. so we can talk about something else as well. Where can people find you on the socials if they're like, you know, I like Cuckoo um, and I want to go follow her. I want to follow uh, her journey. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, yeah, I really, I feel like I'm an old person. I don't understand something <laughs> still today. 
So I think um, Instagram, and I feel like Facebook is for my mom, so I don't, I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> I use Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. So and it's cool, cool. Miriam Afanga on on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, that's that's great. All right. And well, thank you so much for joining us, Cuckoo. Actually, you wanted to say something? Uh, no, no. I just wanted to say, don't forget to follow her podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, yes. Google Podcast, everywhere. Wherever you find us, we're right there with her. Yes, the refocused podcast, you guys. She's talking about the most amazing things. Her latest news, as we mentioned earlier, is getting married young. It is yeah, amazing. I loved it. I, I don't, don't lie. I don't, I don't want to listen to it. I feel like it's so much pressure. And no, it'll, it'll force me to grow up. I listened to like the first two episodes and I was like, okay, this is for grown-up people. I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah. But no, for you guys, for you listening, please just go check it out and see if maybe I like Atle or maybe you're realizing that maybe... It wouldn't be too bad for me. It's like I, we mentioned the Refocus podcast. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Kuku, so much for making time to talk with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Adulting on Riddles. I, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I cannot wait to like brag about how I've made it, okay? <laughs> we all things ready. Let's start sharing. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening be sure to check out the rest of our podcast episodes the past three episodes on our platforms which is anchor google spotify apple music and whichever one that you prefer to listen to us just do the most see you guys next time